from India's largest newsroom I'm Arun George and this is the Times of India podcast The way in which we look into healthcare now is very much a one dimensional practice that means that we always imagine that there will be a doctor there will be a structured uh, medical system be it diagnostics be it uh, treatment everything will fall in a structure people will be able to access that people will be able to afford that these are of course very much away from the reality that we all know what it is that's professor suman chakrabarti who's a professor at the indian institute of technology in kharagpur He's also the recipient of the Infosys Prize 2022 in Engineering and Computer Science. In today's episode, Suman Chakraborty is in conversation with my colleague Pinaki Chakraborty about the technologies they are developing to make diagnostic tests a whole lot cheaper and more accessible. He talks about the latest creation that could reduce the cost of a blood test to just 10 rupees and can be conducted without a medical laboratory. He also explains other technology they are working on which could make rural healthcare more efficient at catching diseases earlier. Professor Suman says the development of technology to diagnose medical conditions has resulted in a massive disparity in who can access them. For him, it's visible just some distance away from the campus he lives in. Now if you see uh you know the use of technology on one side has created a disparity in a way that there are so many high end facilities available which are affordable and accessible to only a small fraction of people kharagpur is a place which is of course uh not a you know so called you know one of the i would say big cities it's a small township but uh more importantly it is there in a rural ambience so if we say go out of iit and uh, maybe within half a kilometer of that we see that there is a drastic uh sort of change in the way in which people live their accessibility affordability everything not just for healthcare but you know, overall uh their socio economic condition i do not have really the ability to to create a transformation in the lives of people by doing everything that i would have wished but only thing i thought that i could do is to make an attempt of developing and not just developing advancing them forward towards deploying them for these people so that really in the grassroots level it creates some impact Professor Suman says that his work primarily focuses on diagnostic technology to detect problems early enough. He says detecting diseases earlier could result in earlier treatment. My domain is primarily diagnostic technology and this plays a very critical role. If you see uh, if you go to any place where people uh, do not have good diagnostic facilities their diseases at early stage remain undetected be it infectious disease be it other forms of non communicable disease like diabetes as an example many reasons are there for that so my interventions have primarily been targeted to detect these diseases at an early stage one type of test that we commonly do is what we tell in common language routine blood test 
whatever may be our uh, you know, uh, health condition, if we go to doctors, doctors will very commonly recommend them. There are certain basic, say, kidney function tests, liver function tests, full blood count or complete blood count tests. Now, uh, all these tests will have certain common features that as we do in the lab. Number one, that we uh, get our, uh, you know, the blood samples collected by the traditional way in which the phlebotomist will come, uh, collect the blood. And uh, uh, one syringe of blood uh, is normally taken for even a minimal, you know, one or two tests. And then it, the sample is being uh, transferred to a lab which has a high-end machine. It gets tested in that process and we get the result. That in the uh, life science labs or you know pathology labs, you have some big rotating things which we call a centrifuge. Now these are uh, bulky equipment which are very much needed for separating heavier and lighter uh, entities. Professor Suman says that since they can't take centrifuges to villages, they attempt to recreate it on a much smaller scale. They use a device like a CD to put a drop of blood on. This device is then spun around to give those analyzing the blood a sense of data, like white blood and red blood cell counts. Now, what we do is that instead of that, we have this which we call as mini centrifuge, which is simply a disc which we can rotate. If you put one drop of blood, say you can separate the different cells of blood because different cells will have different densities, like the red blood cell, white blood cell, platelet, they will have different density. So they will just separate at different corners of the CD, and then you just stop the CD and uh, take an image. And then uh, if you do the image analysis, how the cells cluster, it's very much different. And then from that, you can actually detect and count the number of cells. It may seem like something that wouldn't work in rural settings, but Professor Suman says that it does. But they have another blood testing device, which is even simpler to use. A paper-based blood test that allows various tests to be carried out using just one drop of blood. This drop of blood then reacts with a reagent or a chemical solution in order to give the required result. So you prick the finger and you take that one drop of blood and put it on a strip of paper. Now this is a filter paper. So filter paper you must have seen, you know, this... Um, very commonly we use for you know, coffee making and other types of uh, activities. And on that, we have certain uh, you know, designs made. So basically you make uh, small structures, tiny structures inside that, which will do certain things. It can separate the water uh, or what we call as plasma from the blood. It can take the blood from one location to the other without any pump. And then it can allow... now. If you have that reagent uh, on that paper, and, and one of the things with which I started is that you no more work with one full syringe of blood. You work with only one drop of finger prick blood, which will, uh, you know, if, if you see our at home, the glucometers, the same way they will you know, prick that one, finger and get one drop of blood in that way. Anybody may argue that whether it is one drop or one syringe, it will not make any change in the cost but it actually makes a huge change in cost because uh, uh, the reagents which you require to do the test, its volume is related to the volume of blood that is being tested. So if you have you know, such a very small volume, you require very small volume of reagent 
for every test. And uh, the basic principle that we follow is very similar across different tests. This reagent is different for different tests. How feasible would that be on the field, considering that you're using different reagents? So when you go to a village and a health ASHA worker carries it, mm. how feasible will these tests be? You don't actually have to know what is the reagent. You don't have to really know the details of working uh, with the reagent. All what you have to do is that there is a small container from which you take one drop of reagent and put on a smart spot on the paper. That is what you have to do. If you prick your finger, uh, I mean, this finger prick test normally doesn't, uh, you know, enable the blood will, uh, you know, uh, come out just like a string, not like that. The blood will just ooze, basically. So if you press the finger a little bit, then the blood will, you know, one drop will come out. It is very small in volume, typically around 20 microliter, as small as that. Now, uh, you just uh, stick the paper with that, so it will soak or absorb that blood. Now, inside the paper, the design is such that with after absorbing that, the blood will be moving to the place where that you know reagent you have dropped. Now, depending on the reaction, it may take in some cases one minute, in some cases two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. Whatever test we do, we have not seen normally any test requiring more than 10 minutes. What happens during this time? The blood reacts with these reagents and produces a change in color. And uh, the color is related to the concentration of that thing that you are testing. Professor Suman says that they could even have a single reagent or chemical solution to test for different things. For example, so we are doing a test where the reagent, you know, we call it a master mix. The reagent master mix is such that if you are doing a hemoglobin test and, you, uh, and the person has higher hemoglobin, the color will be more bluish green, very strong bluish green. And if the hemoglobin is less, that the patient is anemic, it will be lighter version of the color. Similarly, if it is a sugar test, uh, the higher the sugar content in the blood, it will be a very deep reddish brown. But if the content is less, it will be lighter reddish brown. Now, by that, you cannot really tell what is exactly the amount of sugar or amount of hemoglobin. Basically, you need a scale to determine the condition of the patient. Imagine a sort of color chart which would indicate, depending on the color of the test, what is wrong with the patient. For that, Professor Suman says they're relying on software and smartphone cameras. So the way in which we convert it to an objective test is a simple smartphone. Before uh, sort of implementing this, we uh, have a good set of number of test cases where we have the color of this product, what we say is the reaction between blood and that reagent, that we take by certain camera, say a smartphone camera. So that image is available with us and uh, you know, we use some image analysis algorithms. It's basically uh, uh, computer uh, based, but we can implement it through a mobile app. And so it will analyze the, uh, color digitally. It will extract digital information from the uh, photo about the color. 
we also subject the patient this is during the you know, development phase of the work to the standard lab test so the standard lab report will tell how much the patient has you know sugar hemoglobin etc so we develop a database of this this we call as training database that is we are training the artificial intelligence type of thing but any software that would need to detect what a particular color indicates would need to be trained you'd need to scan hundreds of standard blood tests conducted in regular lab settings to look at what normal blood looks like when it reacts with a chemical solution or reagent that way the software can then identify the condition of a patient based on the color of the test result so for a good number of people we have this you know relationship between the color and the uh, say hemoglobin for example that standardized that means we get it from the lab and we see what is the color and we know that this color is for this hemoglobin so that information we feed to the mobile app so the mobile app gets trained about that that means if the mobile app finds a particular color then what could be the hemoglobin that is the training that the mobile app gets now once the mobile app knows about it then we you know once we are testing say for a person for all what we have to do is to take a photo of that image and the mobile app then does all the calculations which is based on how we have trained the app to learn about the color and you know tell about the hemoglobin so almost instantly the app will calculate and tell what is the hemoglobin and uh, similarly glucose and several other things and we have uh, standardized this to an extent that uh, you can say that whatever report we get from the lab there is not more than 5% difference of that value with the value that we get out of this kind of test uh, the disruptive nature is that you don't anymore have to go to the lab you can do it on spot at the location where you are the cost is less the simplicity is such that any frontline health worker can do it if you look at the rough cost analysis how much would it be number 1 for test number 2 is is it being practiced on the field this is 1.5 rupees versus 50 rupees hemoglobin again 1.5 rupees versus say 70 rupees so one thing when it is introduced in the form of a large business chain several intermediate costs come in auxiliary costs come in which can uh, you know amplify the cost of the final product but if you now say as per actuals so for every test you require one strip and then you require some very small volume of reagent and uh, that's it so overall it is uh, say for hemoglobin test or glucose test about 1 rupee 50 paisa per test per patient i mean in reality it will when it comes to a business supply chain the auxiliary costs that may sort of amplify it to maybe 10 rupees Professor Suman says that presently these blood tests are being tested in West Bengal, where people working in rural health centers are being trained to use these tests. Mostly in West Bengal, and uh, we have our uh, collaborator, uh, Doctor Shatodal Shaha. He is a surgeon, but uh, you know he is an entrepreneur in rural healthcare. So he runs a foundation known as Foundation for Innovations in Health (FIH). so this foundation is mandated by various governments uh, to run rural healthcare centers 
uh, which run with the help of certified frontline workers. They are primarily rural youth, mostly rural girls. They uh, get trained in that uh, you know, certification program and they work in these rural health centers. What they used to do is you know, a patient goes there and they used to interface with the patient with a uh, say software which is there in a tab and uh, entering the various issues of the patient and then uh, collating that data and transferring by telemedicine system to the remote doctor who is sitting somewhere and remote doctor will give some recommendation where it used to fail and where we, we I believe that we have created some disruption is that the remote doctor inevitably used to recommend some basic medicine and diagnostic test during the first consultation. Because at that stage, the doctor will mostly not uh, know exactly the, the scenario. But routine diagnostic test, that is, you know, even if it is available, it is not affordable. Like still a sugar test, even like a, the, such a point of care test will require um, uh, at least 50 rupees. Professor Suman says that they've even created a system so that the blood test can be carried out without the possibility of human error. So these frontline health workers who are trained for the routine things, we started uh, you know, giving them some demo lessons. Like, for example, how to take collect that finger prick blood, which is very easy, but at least they require some lesson. Then how to uh, you know, uh, drop that reagent on the paper, how to take a picture of that using the smartphone. The picture taking also we have standardized because we know that you know people will always do it in a different way. So we have made a you know, small device, a, a small box, inside which we can uh, basically create a lighting environment by a microcontroller uh, so that even if it is dark outside and uh, you know, the lighting is not proper, the lighting will be created by this box. And then we, we, we put the smartphone lying down on the box and we, we hold it with the proper holders. Its camera will focus on a particular place automatically and we insert the paper strip just like we insert the credit card in a credit card reader. And it will just go there on spot. The person has to just click the you know, smartphone camera. And then nothing depends on the skill of the person. Everything is done you know, automatically through the app and the result comes. So technology-wise, we have put the most advanced technology, but the objective has been that it, it becomes independent of the skill of the user. And what I see, you know, amazingly, uh, these boys or girls are doing this test in a way, uh, not with any less efficiency than what my students who are very trained, you know, what they do in their lab. So, uh, you know, it, it shows that it is uh, not rocket science. It can be very easily adapted. Professor Suman says they are also working to develop two diagnostic tests one for tuberculosis and the other for oral cancer. Professor Suman says that the students under him had developed a low-cost test that could be used to detect COVID. They are now trying to repurpose that very test to detect tuberculosis so that low-cost and accurate tests can be carried out in rural settings. When it comes to oral cancer, however, it's not really the same thing as an infectious disease like tuberculosis. Professor Suman explains why they're working on a device to help detect oral cancers. So oral cancer, uh, you know, is one of those cancers which is one of the top five killers in India. And it is because of this 
primarily this tobacco uh, you know consumption it may be chewing it may be smoking even alcohol to a great extent and um, what this initially does is that it it doesn't overnight create a oral cancer what it does is that it creates something initially which is called as pre cancer it, it can be a prelude to a future cancer Professor Suman says they would use a device as small as a torch that would take a heat-based or thermal image of the inside of a patient's mouth. This is then fed into a software which analyzes whether a patient is at risk of getting oral cancer or already has minor symptoms that they may have ignored so far. Now we have developed a technology which is like a small torch that you can hold in your hand. It's a non-invasive thing. You. focus that torch inside your mouth at that location where you have that suspected spot or lesion whatever for about 30 second and it takes the image this is not the standard optical image this is a thermal image so it takes the thermal image and there are certain additional sensors in that uh, device it takes a, a few other information from inside the mouth and then there is a computer algorithm uh, you know by which we convert that information to an information which can tell precisely how blood is flowing through the small blood vessels in that suspected location in physiology when you have an abrupt change of that maybe say a suddenly you see an abrupt increase in blood flow in the other surrounding region you don't have but in one of the places you have that abrupt increase in blood flow might mean that new blood vessels are created to support the advancement of cancer cancer has started you can say and it has started spreading so by you know digitizing that information and analyzing in the app again in about 10 minutes we are able to give an interpretation very precise three classifications we are currently making now pre cancer is a very important thing to detect because with some medication and lifestyle alteration it can be completely reversed to normal it could be even unfortunately cancer but you know that can be detected at whatever stage and if there is nothing of these two we say that this is neither pre cancer or cancer again it doesn't require any individual human uh, you know analysis or interpretation all done by the uh, software and this is something which enables us to do the screening at a clinic or even a grassroots level where there is no other facility available all what you require is maybe a usb port with which you connect and uh, with this you know this device and you know put it inside the mouth get the picture and get it transferred through that usb port to your laptop or uh, you know tab or whatever and then the analysis is done in a central server low cost technology in india is often dismissed as jugaad a make do invention that just gets the job done and not necessarily very accurately however professor suman says that while these devices and techniques are low cost the one thing they do not want to compromise on is the accuracy you see that these have certain uh, you know technology elements and the technology elements have philosophically one thing very common you know very deep science high end technology but simplified and uh, you know made available and accessible easily accessible at low cost that is the whole motivation and in the process do not compromise with the accuracy today's episode was produced by jairaj singh sunai marathe and anuja singh 
for a daily spotlight on people, ideas and stories that matter, subscribe to us. We're available on TY+, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts and all other platforms of your choice. For any news tips, email us at typodcast at timesinternet.in.